I'd like to share with you today, continuing on the Pasuk that we've been learning, that Hashem is Shomer Yisrael. Hashem watches over Yisrael. And we said, If you remember, we learned it means when Yisrael is not doing so great, Hashem doesn't give up on them. And even when they're doing terrible, Hashem is not giving up on Am Yisrael. It's non negotiable. So Hashem is Shomer Yisrael, even, meaning, means, even when Am Yisrael is not in a good place, they're not living like Am Yisrael. Hashem doesn't dispose of them. Shomer Yisrael. He Shomer, not just Yisrael, meaning, He Shomer them from... Uh, from enemies. Shomer Israel means he's always making sure that he puts them on some sort of path to remain Israel, not to remain alive. He's Shomer Israel. Israel is referring to the greatness of our people. Shomer Israel is not as simple as saying, oh, we have an enemy, so Hashem watches us that we should stay safe. It's much deeper than that. Shomer Yisrael means no matter where we are and no matter what we're doing, and even in the worst of behaviors, Hashem's always Shomer he is figuring out a way to preserve Yisrael. Not to preserve our life. To preserve the spiritual greatness that we've been speaking about of Am Yisrael. And even when we're not behaving that way. And even when we were punished, we'll call it, quote unquote. And had to be reprimanded like we've been for the last few thousand years. But Hashem is still Shomer Yisrael. He is involved in making sure to preserve the great spiritual status of the Jewish people. I'd like to give you an example of that, or a few examples of how Hazal how our rabbis viewed events in history and of course current events. It's important to know how to understand the events that take place in our lives, whether they're in the past or they're current. Let me share with you a Gemara in Masechet Pesachim. Gemara says, because of three reasons, our people went into exile to Babel. Just to give you a little historical perspective, 
Am Yisrael was in Eretz Yisrael after 40 years in the desert. That was approximately 3,300 years ago. They stayed in Eretz Yisrael. There was in Eretz Yisrael a period of the Beta Migdash. There was a 70 year period in between the first Beta Migdash and the second Beta Migdash. That was the time of Purim. Was in between the first and second Beta Migdash. And then after that, about, about 2,000 years ago, we were sent out of Eretz Israel, the land disposed of us. We were not behaving the way a Yisrael is supposed to behave. And as we learned before, the land of Israel can't hold on very long to a nation that is not living up to the standards like Am Yisrael was not. And therefore, it threw us out of the land. Just like if a child is not behaving, a father and mother will be able to keep him in the home for a very long time. They have a lot of patience with him. So too, Hashem has a lot of patience with him. Don't think when Hashem threw us out of the land of Israel, it's because one morning we woke up and did something wrong. It's obviously not like that. Hashem has a lot of patience. Any patience a father and mother have for a child is only a little example, a little glimpse of what Hashem's patience are, is with Am Yisrael. So after some period of time, it became no longer good for the child to be in the father's home. Which means a father will hold on to his son. And even if he's doing the wrong thing, he'll hold on to him. In hope, in hope that as he holds on to him, he'll find his way. Any, any father or son that deals with a difficult child knows exactly what I'm talking about. You hold on to him. You hold on to him. He's getting worse. You hold on to him more. He's getting worse. Now you start to even love him more. All with the hope that as you hold on, he will be influenced by you, by his siblings, by his family. Maybe one day he'll have a, 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 a calling. His heart will awaken him. Who knows? He'll see the light. You hold on, you hold on, you hold on, you hold on, you hold on. But there comes a time where holding on to a child is to his detriment. There comes a moment where the only solution and the only hope is if you let him go. And it doesn't mean if you let him go, he's for sure coming back to you right away. But that would be the only possibility. Again, it's free choice. He still has to make the right choices. But as a father and mother, we need to put our children in the best place for them to make the best choice. So for a very long time, we'll keep them in the house. In the house, they have a lot more influence and a lot of good things that can happen to them. They have support. They have people that believe in them. They need all that. But there is a situation, not a good situation, but there definitely is a good situation where a father and mother are advised, you need to let your son out.
He's got to got to get him out of the house because it is the only way that he could possibly see and realize and come back. Again, not a great situation, but a necessary situation. So when we speak about Galut, we do not think for a moment that Am Yisrael did something wrong and Hashem says, you know what? I'm mad at you. I'm upset with you. Get out of here. Has shalom, God forbid. Hashem had tremendous amount of savlanut, of patience. For our Remember, the land of Israel cannot hold on to a, to a nation that is living not according to the spiritual heights of what they're supposed to be doing. It's called Eretz HaKodesh, the holy land. This Kiddushah in Eretz Israel. And the same way he got rid of the Kenanim that were there. Torah says, why did the Kenanim get thrown out of Israel? Not only because Am Yisrael was coming. The Kenanim were thrown out of Israel because they were not behaving in a way that would allow them to stay in that land. So therefore, this country could not hold us anymore. But yet Hashem hold on, he held on to us for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Not one day, not one month, not one year. But it got to the point that the only solution for Yisrael is to get them out of Israel. That means even Galut is called Shomer Israel. You understand? Even when we're thrown into Galut, into exile, and we are experiencing a very terrible, terrible disaster, even there, it's also called Shomer Yisrael. Hashem is trying to preserve our people. And it came to a time where he threw us out of the country. We're done. So the Gemara says, when we went to Galut for the first time, the Galut that we're in now, we went, we were taken to Babel. We were taken to Babylonia. Now, why did we end up in Babel? It's like somebody asked you, why did you end up in New York? Why did you end up in Colombia? Why did you end up in Brazil? Why did you end up in Panama? I don't know. I, whatever, they're looking. The boat docked somewhere. You got out. That's it. Oh, I had, a, I had a great uncle who had a sister who thought that maybe it's good to live here. I don't know. Why? That, that's the visa they gave me. Everyone's got a story. Wherever a Jew is today, the, prime, the, the majority of Am Yisrael today in the world, if you looked at them, they're not more than a hundred years wherever they are. The majority of Am Yisrael today, it's an amazing thing by the way, you think about it. The majority of the Jewish people today, they're not in their place for more than a hundred years. The majority, you understand the kind of movement is going on in the world? So, so why did you end up where you ended up? Lie down. So somebody would ask you, why did Am Yisrael end up in Babel? That's just what happened. The Babylonians, they threw us out and we ended up in Babel. I don't know why. Is that, is that a real question? 
But yet the Gemara in Masechet Pesachim asked the question, why did Am Yisrael end up in Babel? I think just the question itself is its own class. We would never ask that question. But they're teaching us how to think because they know the Pasuk, Shomer Yisrael. The difference between me and you and them is that we don't live with the Pasuk Shomer Yisrael. We don't realize that Hashem is always watching Yisrael. So therefore, when we get thrown out of a country, we're in Halab, we're in Europe, wherever we were, and we get thrown out and we have to escape, and we end up somewhere, we don't realize that there's a Shomer Yisrael who's looking to put us in a certain place to preserve us. They're teaching us how to look not only at Babel, they're teaching us how to study every single time we go from place to place. We're supposed to open our eyes and we're supposed to see the hand of Hashem why He put us in that place. Show me the Shomer Yisrael of that place. You follow? All events in the history of the Jewish people must be viewed through the lens of this Pasuk in Tehillim. Could you imagine how powerful this Pasuk is? That means every history point in our people must be viewed through the lens of, oh wow, Hashem is always looking to preserve our Yisrael status. So how did He do it in that situation? What happened in that terrible tragedy that we experienced, as Jack just mentioned, on October 7th, the way we're supposed to view that tragedy, of course, there's an enemy, of course, there are haters, of course, we have to fight them, of course, we have to protect ourselves. That's all the, the obvious things that everybody knows. You don't need to be a big genius for that. But a great Jew... He views those events on a deeper level. And the lens that he uses are called the Shomer Yisrael lens. Here, I have a book in front of me right now. I can't read it. I put on the glasses, the beautiful glasses he bought for me. All of a sudden, by he or I could see. You have to know that if it would be possible, we would manufacture Shomer Yisrael glasses. Without Shomeri glasses, you look at the world in darkness. You don't see. There are things going on, but you don't see. Just like if I look at this book, I see there's letters, I see ink, I see things, but I don't really see anything. I see very, very simple things. In the, I don't see the depth and the words of what I'm looking at. The same way in the world. If you don't have your Shomeri Israel glasses, you're looking at history and at current events in a very, very blurry way. At best. You're seeing the obvious. Tell me what's in front of you. It's a book. Okay, that's obvious. I don't have to see so well for that. I see ink. Okay, great. I see pages. You don't need to be a genius for that. 
But if you put on your Shomer to Israel glasses, all of a sudden you see world events, not that they're different than what you see, but you see much deeper. You understand it much greater. And this Gemaran Masechet Pesachim. Sorry, I just, I veered off. Jack mentioned October 7th. Absolutely. You have to look at that event with Shomer Israel glasses. What was Hashem looking to preserve in that event? It was a terrible tragedy. A terrible, horrible tragedy. In so many ways. But Hazal taught us that even in tragedies, is there a more terrible tragedy than our entire nation being thrown out of Eretz Israel? That's also a great tragedy. And the obvious reason is we had enemies, they didn't like us, they wanted our land. Well, many simple answers. And they're all true. But you put on your Shomer Israel glasses, and all of a sudden, you have a whole new lens and you ask questions like, why did Hashem send us to Babel? Meaning, what was the Shomer Yisrael thinking when he did this to us? Now, for October 7th, you don't even have to be a big Talmud Hacham to see what Hashem did to us. How long it'll last? I don't know. But for sure, for sure, Anybody here knows. You don't have to be so well versed in current events to know that Am Yisrael was at terrible, terrible uh, um, separation. Terrible fighting. They were talking a few months ago about a civil war in Eretz Yisrael. Who would have dreamt that Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael would be fighting a war of brothers. Unimaginable. Yes, do we have disagreements? Yes, but that a civil war? There were such discussions. There were people just going from city to city to demonstrate against their brother. It was out of this world. Am Yisrael can live without being together. It's part of being Israel. So, for sure, again, I'm sure there are deeper things about October 7th. But even the simpleton in us, if they see the lens of Shomer Israel, they will see, oh wow, it brought us together. It did br bring us together. In Israel, out of Israel, it created a sense of Ahdut. Preserving Am Yisrael. So the Gemara says, what's the reason why our nation went to Babel? Again, they're not asking the systematic reason of the war, how we ended up on the boat and one did it. It's not what we're asking. We're asking, since Hashem is Shomer Yisrael, could we see the Shomer Yisrael in Babel? It's good to see. Because then you understand things much deeper and then you'll live your responsibility. Says the Gemara, not only they found one reason, they found three reasons. 
Reasons that we would never in our wildest dreams think of. But again, like I told you, just the question is worthy of a class. That whenever you see events in your life and in Am Yisrael, in your community, in your city, you must ask this question. Why is the Shomer Yisrael doing this to me? Why is the Shomer Yisrael doing it to this, my family? Why is this happening to my community? Why did I end up in New York? Why? What was in New York for me? They asked, they said there's three reasons. One, listen to this reason. You never believe this reason. You would never in your dreams think of such a reason. Says the Gemara. So they should eat dates. And they'll be able to learn Torah. Imagine. What? what? I'll, I'm going to repeat that so you don't think I made a mistake. Says the Gemara, reason number one. So they should eat dates and learn Torah. Where are the dates, Shadow? You you need dates to learn Torah? What what does that mean? What is it talking about? It's only the first item. That's reason number one. We'll get back to it. Right now, clearly, we don't understand. Where is the Shomer Yisrael have to do with having dates? But it seems that Babel is a place where they have a lot of dates. Second reason. The language is similar to the language of the Torah. We have the language of the Gemara. Talmud Babli. The language of the people similar to the Lashon, to the language of the Torah. When you read the Gemara's language, you see it's uh, it's similar. That's number two. Number three. Which means that our great-grandfathers came from there. We came from that area. Abraham and his father, we came from there. Three things. Let's first analyze the first item. What does it mean that we went to Babel because they have dates? Answer is that dates are very cheap. And dates are very filling. As you said, the Gemara says that it's possible to make Burkata Mazon on dates. Because they're very, very filling. So you have cheap food that fills you up. So therefore, in Babel, our people didn't have to spend a lot of their time with Parnassah. It wasn't like America, where people work 
their whole life just to make money. Babel was a more simple lifestyle where they would just be able to eat cheap dates, very cheap today. If you want to have dinner, you got to have a thousand dollars on you. That's right. You go with your wife, it's two thousand dollars. Now, to order $2,000 worth of food, you have to work. You have to invest. You have to put a lot of time and effort before you can afford that dinner. Today, even if you don't go out for dinner, you want to buy a piece of steak that's not even ready and cooked, cost you $100. In order to get the $100, you're going to have to work. You have to struggle, which means you're going to spend a lot of time traveling, a lot of time investing, a lot of time worrying. Everything adds up. There's no such thing as living in a society where things are going to cost money that's not going to take away from your energy and your time. It's a reality. And if you have to do it, you have to do it. There's no choice. But in Babel, where Am Yisrael went, was not that kind of place. It was a place where people were able to exist with very little. Dates was a common food. You didn't feel weird. If today you have dates for dinner in America, you didn't feel like you're a strange person. But in Mavel, it was very normal. What are you having tonight? Dates. And tomorrow night? Dates. Maybe one time they put cinnamon on them. One time they put sugar on them. Maybe one time they boiled them. Maybe one time they roast them. I don't they, had, they had, I'm sure, many dishes of dates. But dates was the food. Today in America, in our places, it's steak, it's roast, lamb chops. Right? It's, if you tell a guy today I'm having uh, bread and cheese for dinner, they say, what's wrong? What happened? They're okay. So, yeah, today in our country, it's not like that. You can't, you can't sit down and have dates. You, you, you feel like you're, you're, you're something wrong with you. So again, in Babel, just like every country in the world, whatever they normally do, you're comfortable with. In Babel, it was the norm to eat dates. And therefore, I'm Israel when they were there. They also ate dates. What's so nice about eating dates is that you don't have to work so hard because dates are abundant in Babel and dates are cheap. If Babel was very intimate and that would be very costly, it'd be a different kind of world. Hashem sent us, says the Gemara, to a city, to a country that the diet was dates. So this way, we would be able, he shomer Israel. On one hand, he threw us out of Eretz Israel because it was time. There was no way to preserve us in Eretz Israel. He threw us out. But when he threw us out, he was shomer Israel. He said, I got to put them in a place where through their awakening, you could imagine they went to Babel shocked. They were, just like we were shocked on October 7th, they were shocked. 
Hashem threw them out of their land. That's a big shock. And maybe there were all kinds of thoughts of teshuvah, of what they would do. But Hashem had to give them the ability that they would be able to do it right. So He didn't send them to Italy. He didn't send them to France. He sent them specifically to Vavel, says the Gemara, because of the diet. And this way they'll be able to learn Torah. And, and let, me, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You look at this Gemara without explaining it, it sounds like, okay, they had dates. Do you understand that not only did that period of our history succeed for itself, the majority of our Torah today came from that period. When we learn today, what do we learn? Talmud Bavli. The Talmud Bavli was created from this exact position that Hashem put us in. If we would go to Babel and it would be a different kind of place and we have to fight to make money like many of our forefathers came to this country or other countries and they had to earn a living, things were expensive, they had to work day and night. There's, how, how would there be a Talmud Babli in America? You think, you think people who moved to Panama could write Talmud Babli? They, for a hundred years, they, they're trying to figure out just how to survive, how to find their place. But our people were sent to Babel and basically had nothing to do. There wasn't much that they had to work. Things were cheap. What, what did that do? It gave us the time to learn. That means when Hashem woke us up and He threw us out of the land, He caught us on the other hand. Right? Like it says, Semolo tahat leroshi vimino tehabekeni. Says David Shalom Melech in Shira Shirim. Hashem has Semolo, His left hand, which is not the good hand, is under my head. You know, when someone's falling, you put your hand under his head to catch him before he falls. When Hashem threw us out of Eretz Israel, He tried to save us before we got destroyed. So He put His hand under my head so I don't fall and destroy myself. If you let someone fall backwards on their head, it's over. Hashem, before He let us fall in Israel, He took His left hand and He put it under our head so that we don't fall. And then He, he takes His right hand and He hugs me. He's catching me and He's hugging me. The hug of Babel. The catch of Babel is Hashem threw us out before we fell in our face. So He caught us in Babel. Why Babel? Because He's Habta Habakini. The gentleman, the Talmud Babli, 
is the source of the overwhelming majority of our Torah today. Every Jew today in yeshiva is learning Talmud Babli. Every book that you see on the shelves, the, origi the origins and the source, Talmud Babli. Shohan Aruch comes from Talmud Babli. Musa comes from Talmud Babli. All the values that we speak about every morning, we're sitting here and we're learning. Where is it coming from? It's coming from Talmud Babli. Unbelievable. Hazal understood that when Hashem guides us somewhere, He's looking to preserve us. What we must open our eyes and see the preservation of Yisrael. This means, has two, two things. Number one, this was a physical advantage and a spiritual advantage. When you go to a country and you speak a language that's similar to this, so you don't look like you're from outer space. Guy comes today from the African Congo and starts making sounds in his language. They come to the new country, they say, well, this guy is, he's not just from out of town, he's from out of this world. He's like a different human being. You feel very, you feel very uh, low in a foreign place when you're so different than them. Hashem wanted to give us a feeling of wholeness. So therefore, He took us to a place where our language and their language was very close. It's like you're speaking uh, Spanish or Portuguese. Okay, it's different, but you're not from... Uh, you, you don't look at the guy like he's from a different world. You, you speak English, you speak French. These are Latin languages. They're similar enough. The Hebrew language and the language in Babel were very similar. This way it gave our people a sense of comfort. That means when Hashem sends us to another country, He's not only worrying about our spiritual, our spiritual achievements, He's also, as much as possible, depending on the need, tries to make us comfortable as much as possible in that situation. And by the way, the language also is a spiritual it's a spiritual advantage because when you live in a country that speaks a language of Babel and you open the Torah, you could understand it. It's not so foreign to you. A guy who speaks English opens the Torah, understands nothing. Zero. But when you go to a country that's similar, you open the Torah and... It's much more familiar. You understand it better. So again, the second reason has a physical and spiritual. A, makes us feel more comfortable. And the third one, the second one is, it gives us an advantage in the learning of the Torah, which of course is in Hebrew. And the third one is that it's a place where our forefathers came from. Again, to make us feel a little more at home. That we're not like complete strangers. We're not complete foreigners. After all, we originally, my great-grandpa was here. And that's where I came from. So it was a familiar place, a familiar land. All of that is to pre preserve Shomer 
Israel. And I again, it's our duty to study every time we go from place to place and to see the Shomer Yisrael in our lives. I don't have right now all the Chokhmah to study, but the fact that we have America opened up for us. America is one of the greatest countries in the history of the world in its kindness, in its opportunity. When, uh, when our people when our people were suffering in Spain, talking years ago, 500 years ago, open up a new world, a new place. And now, 100 years later, after it was, excuse me, 400 years later, after it was built up, when, I'm, where were we? In Europe. You know how many people in Europe escaped to America? There was nowhere to go. America was this different, safe place where we were living, Halab, leaving Damascus, Lebanon, America became a safe haven for our people. And look at the Berachah that we see in this country. He took us to a place of opportunity. He took you to Bogota or took you to Panama. Or to, but you know what? Over there you saw opportunities of financial growth. You went to a land where it was ready for you to go and build it up and make money. Look at the Hatzlaha our people had in America in the last hundred years. On this side of the world, there was an opportunity. Not like today. Today's a little different. In the earlier days, the opportunity to make money and to build up was much more open to a foreigner. He comes in and boom, you come in, you open a business. Those opportunities were not there over there. That means a lot of the success that we see today was built on this opportunistic place that Hashem sent us to. And look at the ability to learn Torah that we have, the yeshivot that we have. Again, it's much deeper than that. But again, Hazal teaching us that wherever you are in life, as a person, as a family, as a community, as a nation, you must put on your Shomer Yisrael glasses and you have to see in where you are how Hashem preserved your Yisrael by putting you in that place, in that country, and you were able to find your way specifically in the place where he, where he put you. Even in your day-to-day life.